Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show, but before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. 
I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. So I was recently having a conversation with someone about loss, about grief, and I wanted to do something here today that I've never done. And I want to talk to you guys about the process that I've gone through in my life of healing and recovering from grief of having friends who were murdered. And so that's not a clickbait title. If you're seeing my best friend was murdered, if you're reading this on YouTube or, um, you know, uh, iTunes or wherever, we're really going to talk in about this today. And so um, bear with me as I go through it, especially if I get emotional because, um, you know, even though it's an experience that has happened to me and that I've done a lot of work around, it still hurts. It still fucking sucks to have loss. And so I'm having this conversation with this friend and I just thought to myself, I know in my heart right now that there is somebody who needs to hear this. And one of the big things that drives me in my life is knowing that three of my best friends are not here anymore, is knowing that my mother and my grandmother are not here anymore, knowing that one day we're not going to be here anymore. And just thinking to myself, like, fuck, if I would have had access to this, this podcast, to think unbroken, to all of this to been able to share this with them, maybe they'd be here. Maybe they would have started their healing journey. Maybe the things that happen and come as a part of this life wouldn't have impacted them in a way where they would be taken away. When I was, when I was a freshman in high school, um, one day I just walked in the cafeteria and uh, one of my friends wasn't there anymore. And when I was 25, I got an opportunity to really think about what it's like to, to not want to be around. And that's because when I've talked about it before I attempted suicide and, and I kept thinking to myself, like, man, life is so fucking painful. And for some of us, and, and again, I get it. Some of us make that choice and that decision to take our lives because it's just easier. And I'll never sit here and be like, pointing my finger at people and being like, they shouldn't have done that because I, like, I fucking get it. And one day, not long after I picked up my phone to reach out to my best friend, Seth. So when I was a kid, Seth and I were so incredibly close because his father, like my father was absentee. His, his mom was, she was a beautiful, lovely woman, but she had her own issues. And like my mother, um, you know, we, we kind of bonded over the experience of being these two kids 
growing up in these crazy ass families trying to understand how to navigate the world. And we did everything together. I mean, literally everything. We played sports together. We did drugs together. We stole cars together. We, you know, hooked up with girls together, like literally everything. I mean, it was just like a brother to me. And in fact, probably more so than my own brothers, because for whatever reason in my head, I was like, I need to keep my actual brothers away from this lifestyle, trying to protect them in a sense. Hey, what's up Unbroken Nation? We'll be right back to today's episode, but I want to take a moment and invite you to Think Unbroken Conference. That's right. Our next conference is happening right around the corner this December with amazing speakers from around the world who are leaders in personal development, trauma education, mindset, and more. All you have to do to register to watch for free, that's right, $0, come and join us, is go to myunbrokenlife.com register and sign up. You can get access to the free event. Watch it live with us this December. It'll be myself speaking along with amazing human beings like Anthony Trucks, Jamie Bronstein, Leslie Logan, and a special interview that I'm doing with Dr. Gabor Mate that has never before been released. So come and join us, myunbrokenlife.com. All you have to do is put in your email. We'll send you over the registration. You'll be able to come and join us, watch live. And then if you want access to the recordings or more information there for you to keep them forever. But in the meantime, go sign up, block it off on your calendar. This is going to be a transformational experience that you do not want to miss. Head over to myunbrokenlife.com to register for free. Until next time, be unbroken. And so we'd be doing drugs and breaking in houses, stealing cars, selling drugs, like the whole nine. Like, here's how crazy it is. I don't, I've never said this before. One time we were, we wanted to go to a concert. We didn't have money for tickets. And so we went and sold our plasma to a plasma bank. And technically you're only allowed to do that like one time a day, but because we're fucking stupid kids, we end up going and donating plasma like three times in one day. And I'll never forget. They paid you a hundred dollars per donation the first time. And then I think they paid you like $30 after that. And so we literally made $300 in one day. We went that day and got tattoos. I still, to this day, have a tattoo on my right arm of this nautical star that he and I got. And I'll never, I have some shit covered, but I'll never cover that. And so we we did kind of everything together. And after high school, you know, he graduated. I have to go to summer school. I'm trying to figure out this whole thing. And eventually, as you guys know, and I've shared before, they just basically say, here's your diploma, goodbye. He's working this job. I'm working a warehouse job. It's bullshit. And so on the weeknights and the weekends, like we're just going and getting drunk all the time. Um, and there was a liquor store by my house on the corner of, of I think it was like 26th in Georgetown. Um, not most 30th in Georgetown, excuse me. Um, there was this liquor store on the corner across from the gas station. Mm-hmm. He's like never ID'd us. So we would just go in there and get booze. And him and I would just sit around and drink and talk about our dreams and the shit that we wanted. And so fast forward a little bit and I I get this opportunity to go and work at this fast food restaurant. And I take it because I knew that if I got into a management job, I could start making enough money to, I don't know, move towards that goal of $100,000 a year I had set. And so I get this job. And I'm in this management role and he's working at a fast food joint, just fucking flipping burgers. 
And I get him this job. Well, he has to get it because he has to interview, but I refer him to the, the company. They end up hiring him, bring him on. I get a bonus. He gets like a bonus, blah, 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 whatever. And three weeks in, now here's what happened. He's a manager leading a team of people doing what he had just been doing three weeks prior, flipping burgers. And three weeks in, he quits. And I mean, this is one of those things that even this day kind of fucks me up. I was so the like the were embarrassed and ashamed that my name was behind him and hurt and betrayed. Cause it's not like he goes back to flip burgers and it's not like he was like left to go work at a fucking, you know, company with a suit and tie on. And, and I'll say this. I get it now, right? Like as an adult, like I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He wasn't happy. And it's not my place to decide happiness for other people. But at fucking 18, you're an idiot and I don't know any better. And so I just, he starts reaching out and I just start being like, fuck you, man. You embarrassed me. Like I put my name on the line for you. And we're like, to age myself, we were um, IMing each other on AOL Instant Messenger because that's how old I am. And so, you know, we didn't have cell phones or anything then or we did, but you know, text messaging, what it isn't what it was, wasn't what it is. And so we have these back and forths on IM and he would call me and he'd be like, just talk to me. And I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm not talking to you. And you know, I'd hang up on him and this went on for months. And so he just stops reaching out a little bit over time, more and more and more. I stopped responding more and more and more. And, and this guy was like a best friend, like a brother. And so not that long after, and the reason I brought up the suicide attempt, because it, it's relative time-wise. So not long after that, I, um, I go on social to find him. And so I can connect with him again, because I hadn't talked to him in like six years. And, and I found him. Um, but the problem is that just a little bit before I found him. Uh, somebody walked in his living room and shot him in the head. And I remember this, like the moment, like I have the feeling right now, it sucks. And just being like, fuck. Because I don't get to say I'm sorry, right? I don't get to have those the bonding moments again, I lost my brother. I lost my best friend. And, you know, what literally, I, I mean, I, it's hard to explain, but from like fucking 10 years old to 20, a whole decade, we were together all the time, like nonstop. It was crazy how much time we spent together. And so to find this and to just go down this deep dive of police reports and video interviews with the neighbor and his sister and his family and having missed the funeral, because obviously I didn't know, it just, it devastated me. And so I was like, fuck, man, okay, I need to actually reach out to all the people in my life who I, I've not been showing up for. One of the best things that happened about that, even though it's heartbreaking, is it inspired me. It made me think to myself, like, oh, you got to actually, like, connect with people. 
And especially if there's conflict between you. Now, there's a big difference between the moment of like, I'm ignoring this guy. And then, you know, all this time later of all the work I had done in therapy and all the things that had started. So I started reaching out to other friends, people I didn't talk to in a while, people I just even just missed because when I, when I got successful in my twenties financially, I just ostracized people. And, and I'll say this, like, let's be clear. You don't have to reach out to everybody, but if your heart is like, yo, you need to call this motherfucker. Like you need to pick up your phone and call them. And so I, I start reaching out and I reach out to my friend, Kevin. And I hadn't talked to Kevin in a couple of years because he had went down this really dark path of meth addiction. And it was common. I mean, it was the same thing that you see all the time in neighborhoods where I come from. And, you know, just like Seth, I go to find him and I pull it up and, you know, it's like rest in peace on his socials. And everybody's like, man, we miss you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck man, really again? And, um, and he got stabbed to death behind a dumpster. Like, like, what a fucking crazy way to die over meth, over drugs, over just out of rehab, just out of jail again, back into it. And, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep reaching out to the people I want to connect with. And, you know, the hard part is having lost friends when I was young, but then having lost them as an adult is it, it made me really kind of numb for a while, which I think it does to probably most people because right before that, my mom had died. You know, she was a drug addict. She died legless in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, having popped pills and pharmaceuticals her whole life. Like the, the disaster that came along with that. My grandmother had been on 30 pills at a time by the time she died. It was fucking on an oxygen mask, smoking cigarettes, right? Like crazy shit like that. And, and, you know, the thing that started to transpire in my life, I was like, wait a second, I need to take massive, massive, massive inventory of two things. One, who am I spending my time with and how am I legitimately connecting with them? Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show, but I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. And two, how do I fix the relationships in my life that are fucked up? And that was how I started to cope with the grief. Now, most people aren't going to say that because I don't think that they recognize it or it's not one of the tools that people on your top 10 ways to deal with grief and loss show up. But it was about connecting really authentically and fixing broken relationships for me because I needed that because it, I needed that moment of being like, I wanted to reach out to these people, these, these people I loved desperately and being like, oh, too late. Too late. Now, again, let me be clear. It wasn't necessarily always true for everybody. I made a decision at 18 years old to remove my mother from my life. And that decision held true till the day that she died. And I still stand firm in my decision of knowing that that is the greatest thing I've ever done. But there were times where it was just emotional, like a response, right? We're being responsive to things that I would just like bail on people. 
And I realized that 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 is a trauma response. It is a protective mechanism. It is hyper independence, whether we get hurt or whether it's loss or abuse or whatever it may be, we find that we, I'll speak for myself. I found that I would say to myself, oh, I can't trust people because when I show up for them, they don't show up in return. Oh, I don't believe in people because whenever I need something from them, they never are there to have my back. And what's really interesting about that, the the juxtaposition of it is I look at my life now and I guarantee you there are 50 people in my phone right now that if I called them would drop everything to help me. And one of the greatest things that came out of the loss of, of my best friends, not only as an adult, but as a kid as well, is when I started to recognize the importance of relationships that are reciprocal. Because I think, unfortunately, a big part of what I suffered through was looking at life and going, I'm owed this, right? I'm owed you to be my friend, to show up because I showed up for you. And, and I do believe that there is value in reciprocation, but I do not believe that we're owed anything. So there's got to be clarity there. Like I'm, I'm fully a believer in like, yeah, I want to have reciprocation in the way that I show up. It's massively important to me, but I'm not owed that. And so if I don't get that, instead of holding grudges, which benefits fucking nobody, what I do now is I simply go, oh, okay, actually I'm not alignment with, I'm not in alignment with this person. So I can take them out of my life. Or I go, hey, I'm not in alignment with you. Let's talk about this, figure out what's going on. Maybe mend a bridge. And if not, you make the decision you have to make. And so having these losses brought me closer to not only my brothers, my actual blood brothers, but my friends, my community, partners, et cetera, because it put me in this position of recognizing the truth that life is very finite and it can be over an instant, whether by your own hand, another hand, or just because it's your time. And through the grieving process around this, I really got deeper into writing. Like journaling played a massive role for me just as a place and an avenue to get out the emotions. Because sometimes I would sit in therapy and I would talk about this and I would talk about the fact that I felt this massive, massive fucking sense of shame and guilt for having not gotten to apologize, for have not gotten to fix and mend these relationships with these people. And, you know, and, and one of them, like, I, I just don't even want to bring up, it was too violent and too, too dark. So I won't get into that today, but it was like, I would have this conversation with my therapist and I'd go home and I'd still just be so fucking mad, mad at myself. Like I wouldn't even be mad at them. It was like, I'm mad at me. And I think that's one of the things that we go through when we face loss is we get mad at ourselves. We go, oh man, I shoulda, coulda, woulda, what if? And I think you have to sit in and then go, you don't get control over that. You don't, no matter what you think, you don't get that. And you shouldn't guilt yourself about it. Because we all fuck up. You know, we all make these mistakes. We all are trying to figure out life. And it's piecemeal. And we put it together day by day. And, you know, I think the best thing that you can do is, I remember hearing this as a kid and not understanding it till I was in a healthy relationship, was this idea that you should never go to bed at your partner angry. And, and I used to be like, why? Like, whatever, it's fine. Like, be mad. And then I realized like, no, 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 that, that's not about being mad. It's not about being right or wrong. It, it's really about you might not get tomorrow with them. And 
you know, I, I know people who have lost partners, who have lost people in their lives, like all of us have, who like me would give anything to have that conversation one more time, to be able to hug that person one more time, say, I love you one more time. And when we, we strip that from ourselves with shame and guilt, we, we carry a lot of pain. And I, I had that for a long time where I was just always mad at myself. I mean, this must've gone on for months, right? Because I found out in the, the shock, I mean, this is God, almost a decade ago now when I found out, not, not a decade, but close when I lost, when I found out about Seth is that hit me in this way where it was like, man, what if I would have just been like, dude, it's fine. If you want to flip burgers and fries, who gives a shit, right? Not recognizing what I understand now. But knowing that you can take that and do something with it. And, and to me, I always think to myself, I guess it's in that, that line of live and let live. And people get mad at me or don't get mad at me or whatever it might be around my choices and decisions. I just go, yeah, there are my choices and my decisions. And if you don't like it, like, that's fine. And for those who do or want to push back or say you should be a certain way, I just go, no, no. And that's what, that's what Seth knew. That was the thing that I didn't understand because my trauma response was appeasement. My trauma response was to do whatever you needed. Right. And so whenever people didn't do whatever I needed, it made me shut down. And now I go, now eh, do you live your life? But my hope is that in, in hearing this, and of course, this isn't a griefing, a grief podcast, and it's not, probably the best outlay of tools you've ever heard in your life. But I do think about this. If you're going through grief, if you're going through suffering, particularly in the way that I'm looking at it because of an indecision, then maybe it will help you to know that you can rebuild community and friendships and companionships, and you can let go of guilt and shame and the thing that you might feel in a certain way about certain things that happen with this person. And I can tell you with, I want to say certainty, but that's a weird way to phrase this in the context that I'm about to go in. I'm going to guess that the people that we have lost do not want us harboring these feelings of shame and guilt about our indecisions of bridging gaps, of reconnecting, of letting go, of healing, of not carrying shame and guilt. So maybe you got to take it a little easy on yourself about the things that you've done in your life with the people in your life and know that there's an opportunity right now for you to pick up the phone. And if they're still with us to call them and make amends and maybe they'll accept it and maybe they won't. Maybe you've done some really dickish stuff, which I have. And there are certainly people in my life, which is just the nature of the reality. There are certain people in my life that will never talk to me again. I go, okay, I understand that. No matter if I win the fucking Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> they're never going to talk to me again. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I was a fucking monster 10 years ago, eight weeks ago, two days ago, five minutes ago, right? Whatever that thing is. And so I, I just think that there's always room. There's always space. There's always the ability to connect and reconnect and rekindle and, and hopefully go through 
whatever it is that we need to go through. And if you need to grieve, grieve. If you need to cry, cry. But don't beat yourself up for the things that you've said or done that you can't get back. Instead, recognize the truth that you can't get them back. And if you recognize that and understand that and hold that closely, just know that those people, even though they may not be here, probably don't have a grudge towards you. And that was one of the greatest things that my therapist told me. He was like, dude, Seth's not mad at you. He's not even here anymore. It doesn't matter. So why do you care so much that you're letting it destroy your life? And I was like, fuck, so right. So I know this is a little bit of a left field episode, but it's on my mind. It's something I've been thinking about a lot, especially as we head into, you know, the winter and the holidays and, you know, people gathering around and all that, you know, show up for those who are here with you, connect with those people. If you're alone, which I know some of you are because I've been there, join Thinking Broken Academy. Come and be a part of this. It's free. There's hundreds and hundreds. I think we're at like 600 people or something crazy in there. Um, and come and join us at UnbrokenCon. Go to myunbrokenlife.com, sign up, register, join us. It's free to watch and attend. Um, if you want to do the group thing, it's, there's access to that too. And you can always message me. You know, I sent out an email the other day and I was like, yo, this is really me. Every email, every text, every DM, hundreds of them a day, as long as I can manage it, I reply. So, you know, you're not alone. We want you to be a part of this. We want you to be a part of the community. So my friends, I'm going to leave you with this. In order to grow community, we need community. Please go leave a review for the podcast. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, you get to play a role in ending generational trauma when you show up, when you take that 34 seconds out of your day. Um, I hope you will do that. I appreciate you if you do. Um, I'm going to let you go. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. We'll be right back to the show, my friend, but I wanted to let you know about our brand new podcast community for Think Unbroken Podcast. I know that for so many trauma survivors like myself, for the longest time, I felt alone, like nobody got it, nobody understood, and that I was just going to have to figure this out on my own. But that's not true. And the reason why we created our brand new Think Unbroken Academy podcast community is so that we can bring all the members of the Unbroken Nation together in a place where we can learn, grow, heal, change, and transform our trauma into triumph. I would love to have you come and be a part of the brand new community. Just check out thinkunbrokenacademy.com or click the link in the podcast description. And I cannot wait to see you there, my friend. Again, just head over to thinkunbrokenacademy.com. And until then, be unbroken. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review, and you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now and I'm only taking a handful of people. 
And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.